It's Friday night. Your gang, your squad, your group of friends, you're getting ready. Maybe you're going to the club. Maybe you're just going to a little dive bar. Maybe you're going to an outdoor event or festival. But no matter where you are, hey, you might even be working. You might have a truck driver job. You might have a fucking night job. You might be a nurse working in the hospital. I don't know what you do. But no matter what, everybody, you're still hitting that street life. And you're here with the Bayside Report. You're here with the Bayside Report. It's Friday night, March 24th. Solo episode tonight. Turk's busy cooking flame and yawn. We had him on last week for the March Madness podcast live episode. It was a great time. Scooch is busy tonight, too. We almost recorded yesterday, but shit came up. We couldn't get to it, so we'll get him back on in a few days. A lot going on. March Madness. The weather's warming up. Happy springtime, everyone. Springtime is finally here. I think that was one of the fastest winners that we've experienced. It's great to be here. It's been a great week. The Valspar Championship happened, my first ever golf event, and I was just blown the fuck away. Honestly, I was blown the fuck away by the effort, the manpower it takes to put on a golf event, a PGA golf event. Now you have that, you have the the minor league tour, it was the Corn Ferry, I think it's still the Corn Ferry tour, it might be something else, and you have, you know, the live and all the other bullshit out there, but just think, they're building these hospitality tents, on every single hole. There's a there's a mansion on every single hole, and you got a well, a lot of them were empty, and we tried to bribe our way into one, but they weren't for it. But you have a lot of these hospitality tents. Like for instance, you had the Hooters hospitality tent on the 13th, 14th hole, a Florida staple. You pay an upfront ticket, it's probably about 80 to 120, but it's all you can drink. You get six wings, and then obviously you have a free, easy access to the concession stands when you need more. It was amazing. We walked. So it was a FedEx, um, gift's not the right word. It was a FedEx, uh, I guess, invitation. So I work in logistics. I've worked in supply chain. I've, that's what you do. You FedEx takes you out. They whine you. They dine you. They'll get you fucking hammered, but they'll make sure you're fed and they'll give you a good time. They'll give you a good experience. UPS doesn't do that. UPS, I don't even know who my UPS rep is. I think I met them once or twice and they just didn't give a fuck. But FedEx cares. It's that purple promise. So if you're team FedEx, I think I'm team FedEx with you because I mean, hey, if you're going to take me out and let me have a good time, you're, you're quite all right with me. My first FedEx rep experience was in Pittsburgh in Heinz Field, my first logistics supply chain oriented job out of college. And Noon game, noon kickoff. It was the first game of the year. I think they're playing the Minutemen, UMass Minutemen. No one crazy. And me and a friend go. It's That's the FedEx policy. It's always you and a friend, you and a plus one. So I took my, my good pal up, and we're already fucking rocked from the pregame, from the tailgate. And we go up there, and it's just more. It's an onslaught. It's a fridge full of 100 beers, any beer you want. It's wings. It's salad. It's spaghetti. It's think about it whatever you want they'll have it they'll have it fedex it's that purple promise that's the purple promise of fedex they'll take care of you so next thing you know i'm doing push-ups in the bathroom and my friend's falling over he's fucking hammered but that one was bad because there was other companies there there was there was about 13 14 people in the at the time heinz field box now it's accurate but you had 14 15 people in that box 
and you're putting a show on, you're putting a performance on, but it's all free. It's on the house of FedEx. And that's one of the benefits of working in supply chain and logistics, a FedEx rep to invite you to an event to get you fucked up, to let you have a good time. So anyways, back to the golf, I didn't know what to expect at all. You know, you see it on TV. I know you walk around a lot. I know if you're not in one of those fancy mansions behind the hole, you walk and I'm cool with that. I didn't know you could bring a chair though. I would have brought a little fold out chair. I got, I have the whole Walmart fold out chair onslaught in my fucking trunk of my car. So we're walking around and I was up till about 4am the night before celebrating good old St. Patrick and watching my pit Panthers get a win and then CAA tournament. They didn't make it much further, but they got to win that night last Friday, a week from today. But we're walking around, you know, I'm, I'm already worn out. But after two Michelob Ultras, I was in heaven. I was in heaven. You have, it's just insane to see any PGA player in person. Patton Kazire, for instance. I, I've known the name. I've seen the name around. But to just to see him in person, Patrick Rogers, uh, Webb Simpson. I'm a huge Webb Simpson guy. I saw Gary Woodland. Like, you're seeing some pretty solid names. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and... We sat at this par three, the eighth hole, most of the day, about probably two or three hours of the day, and I would never leave. You had a beer concession stand right next by. You could get all the Michelobes you want, and like I said, FedEx likes to party, so we had a bunch of Michelobes and just sat there and took in some of the best fucking athletes in the world. Golfers are truly impressive, you know, and and it was an event like any other. It's really immersive. Jordan Spieth is, you know, he's warming up and I'm standing right on the other side of the fence watching him putt. You can't, if I want to do that if an, at an NFL game, that's hundreds, if not a thousand or two thousand dollars to get on the sideline. If you want to do that at the NBA game, same deal. I mean, obviously it depends which NBA team you're seeing. If you're going to see the Lakers, yeah, you're kind of shit out of luck. But golf, yeah, golf, golf events, you're in it. You're in the game. You're in the game watching them. And it's it's so cool seeing, as a media guy, as someone who used to broadcast and call, it's cool seeing the field reporters are riding around on carts and UDSPM Plus riding around on carts. It was magical. And I seven hours wasn't enough. I would have stayed longer if I could. And then they had Darius Rucker, Hootie and the Blowfish. I didn't know he was in Hootie and the Blowfish until I found out I was going and he was going to be performing there. All I know is Wagon Wheel. I've only known Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, but I didn't know he was hooting the blowfish. So that that was amazing. Just amazing. PGA Tour. Fuck the live. I'm not flying. I mean, I know they do live events in North America and all over the world. And I don't know how comparable it would be, but PGA Tour, kudos to you. Kudos to you. That was one of the best just experiences ever, ever. And... Next year, I'm going to be in that Hooters tent. I'm going to sit, I'm going to ride on that fucking Hooters tent on the 14th hole. I'm getting my complimentary wings and I'm just going to hit some Miller lights in the Hooters tent and watch some good golf because that's all you can do. Anyways, yeah, March Madness has been going on. UCLA lost yesterday. I'm fucking heartbroken. I'm one of Mick Cronin's biggest fans. Pitt lost to Xavier against Sean Miller, a former Pitt alumni. It's all right. It's all right. You know, hats off to Pitt. Pitt basketball's back. For those listeners that may remember when Pitt basketball used to be in their prime in the 2000s, 
we're on that path. We're on that path. And it's good to see that they're kind of coming back. They're kind of coming back a little bit, you know, and it's just going to take some time. But the the NIL name image likeness landscape has obviously changed a lot of things. And then we have the masters coming up. I'm just, I'm, we got a lot of shit going on right in the summer. Obviously baseball is firing right back up, but the masters are coming up guys. The masters, the masters is a, the masters is church. The masters is the sporting event. That's church. The super bowl is the club. I don't know what you call maybe. No, maybe the NBA finals is the club. And then the super bowl is like the mall, but the masters is church. The Masters is where you go to pray. My dad, a diehard, avid golfer, biggest Masters fan that I know, he'll set the, it's like a holiday, it's like Christmas to him, he'll set his Masters towel out on the on the mantle, he'll get the, he'll wear his green visor all week, he wears green all week, and it's pasta dinner on Sunday. It's a pasta dinner on Sunday, and that's been tradition for as long as I've been alive, so I'll be up in Pittsburgh for that to indulge in the master Sunday fiesta. And that's going to be great. I mean, it's just a hollow time. And this is when golf really starts picking up. Everyone's really just getting that juice in and I'm playing this weekend. I'm excited. It's been so long. And you know, here it's an all, it's an all year. It's an all year event. You're golfing all year here, but man, I'm blessed to be on a golf course tomorrow. And anyone that picks it up, you just get that bug. You get that itch. I started golfing when I was 16, 15 or 16. It was the license for me. Once I got my license, I just threw a club, bag of clubs in the car and I was gone because that's all what all my friends, that's what we would do. And growing up in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, right by the airport, it's called Moon Township, Hopewell Township, Beaver County slash the north end of Allegheny County. We had this par three course. West Hills Golf Course. This little, I I won't even call it. Didn't. It was it was perfect. It was a backyard par three. That's the best way to describe it. It's nothing fancy, guys. Nothing fancy. God, I gotta mute these text notifications. Nothing fancy. It was five dollars all day. Five dollars all day, and you could you could leave. You could play nine holes, leave, and come back. And I'll tell you what, we would play 27 a day, 36 a day. There was a Sheets, which is kind of like a Wawa, which is kind of like a, I don't even know, Pilot Flying J, I guess, for anyone that doesn't know what Sheets or Wawa is. It's just one of those gas stations where you get made-to-order food, and you have that right down the road, so you go down there, grab a few hot dogs, maybe some fucking chicken fingers and some Wisconsin cheese bites, and you're back at the course for another nine. And then... You know, we'd start taking booze there and just having fun. And you could watch the planes land. And it overlooked the Pittsburgh runway. It overlooked the Pittsburgh International Airport runway. And that's just where I learned the game of golf. That's that's the golf that you fall in love with. I'm not a big proponent of the, you know, I got to buy this $90 Nike quarter zip, whatever, $90 um polo shirt. I got to buy a $90 polo shirt. I got to, I got to wear these fucking tight pants. I got to wear this belt. I got to buy the newest shit. I got to have the newest bag. I got to look like the typical PGA guy. No, you don't be a scumbag golfer. Be a, be a dirty white trash golfer. 
get the shittiest bag you can find, get some old clubs, and just learn. Just learn how to swing the fucking club and get a feel for it. That's the best kind of golf. You have to have low-pressure golf. Man, we're really off the reservation here with golf. But yeah, what else is going on in the world? I mean, there it's just chaos in Europe. You got the the drone. The drone got downed by Russia. The U.S. drone fell. I get the, you know, I'm working a corporate job. I get the PC updates all day. And one of the updates was what to do if a nuclear bomb hits hits you. And it's like, buddy, come on. You're not, there's nothing you're going to do. You're fucked. But enough about politics. That was our little 30-second rant about world events. 6ix9ine got his ass kicked in at LA Fitness. Now, I've been to LA Fitness. I was a prior member of LA Fitness. And yeah, now if you're 6ix9ine, your chances of getting your ass beat in LA Fitness rise times a million. I got my bag stolen from LA Fitness with a lock. And guess who walked in and called me an idiot? Kurt Angle, a fucking WWE wrestler. LA Fitness is not a place to fuck around, everybody. LA Fitness is for the real deal. You got people juicing. You got fucking real do real deal hoopers in there waiting for a 10-day or trying to get a fucking contract in Europe. Every I remember going to the LA Fitness in Pittsburgh. You'd walk into the in the changing room and there's locker doors ripped off, ripped off. And that's what happened to me. I even locked the shit and they still ripped it off. You can't trust LA Fitness, but I watched the video and it's fucked up. And Guys, I know, 6ix9ine's a rat, 6ix9ine's a rat. Yeah, he did, but is there a point where you can just move on from it? You know, is there just a point where, what's the point anymore? You know, it was years ago, and unless those people, you know, were affiliated in any way, or it was affected by them, I mean, you're in West Palm Beach, I don't know, it's, I've been to West Palm Beach, it, it could pop off a little bit in West Palm Beach, so I get it, there might be some affiliation, some people that are angry at 6ix9ine for him snitching. But come on. It's overplayed. You know you know what he is, but he's also really dumb for going to LA Fitness. Go to, you could afford Equinox 6ix9ine. You have Equinox cash. Go to Equinox. Get out of West Palm, dude. Get out of West Palm. Go to LA. You'll be fine in LA. No one's going to hurt you in LA. They're all wearing the... They're wearing the bag, the handbag. Is that the Lululemon handbag? All every guy out. No one's hurting you, dude. No one hurt. No one's hurting you in LA. Get out of Florida. Just get out. It's not safe for you, six nine. I got my haircut finally, and I got this British ass haircut. But man, I had this shit growing long. I looked homeless almost for a little while. But I've just had the worst haircut experience here in Florida, and I'm. I was pampered growing up. My mom was a hairdresser. So for 20, 19 years until I moved away to college, guess who's touching my head and no one else? My mother. No one else has touched my hair. So I've had haircut. I don't want to say haircut uh, phobia. I, I, I guess haircut anxiety, you know, going to get your haircut somewhere. This Dominican barber in, in Tampa, right by Raymond James. He killed it for a while. He killed it one or one or two times. And the reason why I went there is because the person before fucked my head up even worse. But they ruined it. And I remember walking out, there was four people waiting, sitting there, and they're just looking at me like, that's what that's what I'm up against. So I went to this Dominican, Cuban, I don't know what he was. One of the two. And excuse me, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just truly don't know. And they did great. They gave me a killer cut and 
after that, the one day it was the same thing. It's like they put a bull on my head and just gave me, gave me the bull head and he, he shaved a line right here, trying to give me the part, trying to make me look fucking sick. And it was, it was just zigzagged. And I remember getting in my car and just like, fuck, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to shave my head. There's no point. That's just the thing. When you have that person, when you find that person, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening have been through that before with, with their bar, you know, you have that haircut anxiety. You don't like getting your fucking haircut because you just never know. And especially if you move somewhere new, it's hard finding someone you can trust. And it's a, it's a process. Your head, you might have to go into work Monday with a fucked up head, but we've come a long way, guys. It's 2023. We're already in going into our fourth month, and I've just been reflecting a lot. Since COVID, since 2020, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. And we got to look back and see that. You know, I saw this Paxlovid commercial. If it's COVID, it's Paxlovid, something like that. It, our culture, in, in, the, in the commercial, it shows people quarantining because they have COVID. And it's like the, the one older dude's like putting golf balls into a cup. The one lady's just douching her tea bag outside smelling her fucking lilacs and then you got and then you had some dude who's playing he's like playing video games and he's caught he's coughing in his hand would anyone have predicted this because in my honest opinion and i was listening to podcasts from you know relevant comedians from that time in 2020 and i had the same sentiment it felt it really felt like we were going to be living our lives not full quarantine style but at least some of it, but I, I really feel like the re- it's been a remarkable turnaround since COVID hit. And, you know, it almost just feels like a, a fever dream. It really doesn't feel real. And I look, I look back and that, you know, graduating college in 2020, I'm still pissed. I still want my college graduation, Carlo University. Give us that. We deserve it. I'll fly back for it. You know, I won an award. I didn't even get to give a speech. So, it was just weird because we gra- it happened in March and in a month and a half, you're supposed to be walking down the aisle getting your diploma, but you know, it's getting mailed to you. And next thing you know, you're watching it in your living room with your parents in November, four months, five months later. And you're just like, what the fuck? But we've really become resilient. And that was such a, I look back on it at the time. It was hard because I didn't know what to do. I was going to work in radio I was going to get a radio job in Pittsburgh and obviously COVID canceled it. So there was nothing to do. And I I just went on ZipRecruiter and found a supply chain job. And here I am, here I am in Florida. And I look, I think about it a lot. What if, what if it really never happened? COVID. I would have been working a radio job, making, you know, not great money. It, it would have been a struggle if any of that would have happened. Let's just say I'm kind of glad things happen the way they do. I, and that's kind of my point of bringing this up. I think everything happens for a reason. I truly do. If none of that would have happened, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing the podcast. I wouldn't have experienced the tribulations to want to break out and make make something. You know, just create something in go a separate way and 2021 too they kind of blended in 2021 was just one of those weird it's like all right we're locked down for two weeks then we're done 
then we're done. Okay, you guys can go, okay, no, 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 we're going to lock down again. And I remember the vaccine passport. Everyone has forgot about the vaccine passport. Everyone's forgot about it. What kind of crazy shit was that? You couldn't go to New York City unless you had a vaccine passport. And then all of a sudden, like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. We're good. Crazy. But I remember 2020, was it the end of 2021? Things kind of got normal. Yeah. Yeah, it was the end of 2021. And I remember Christmas was 2021. It got bad again. But I remember that summer, it was like, all right, like, let's cut this shit out. And I, I was in Pennsylvania at the time, and they were pretty strict about it. You know, they were still following guidelines pretty, pretty heavily. But it's just insane how people remember, but they really don't. They really don't. And I don't know. I I think in a way, you know, things are really crazy right now in the world with, I mean, especially the U.S. There, It's just, it's headline after headline and it's coming from four or five different directions but we beat we beat the lockdown we beat the initial load of shit i honestly think this time period is going to get a little harder you know economically is there a recession inbound it looks like there probably will be so as we move forward we just have to you know day by day just stay consistent you know and Keep going. Keep going. That's all we can do. I was messing with AI a little bit, the chat GPT, and I asked it. I was like, what's going to happen in 2035, 2070, 2080? I asked like the year 11,000, but I think we all know by 11,000, we're probably toast. I think we're going to be toast by 11,000, but it was vague. I The chat GPT, I think it's overrated. I did, I did ask it. I was like, write me a cover letter with this, 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 and this, and it did, and it was it was pretty solid. And I could see kids using that to cheat for school. And oh my God, if I had chat GPT, I was one of the biggest school, high school cheaters. I would, I had the Apple watch. I was an Apple watch pioneer. One of the first people to get it in 2015. They didn't know what the fuck Boston Red Sox. I was way ahead of your time. Anyone in the MLB that used the Apple watch to steal signs or whatever. I fucking beat you to it years ago. I truly did. I was there in 2015. You just hide the Apple Watch under your hoodie and, you know, you write notes. You could write notes on the Apple Watch and you pull it up. It was it was a fucking win-win and it was the best money I ever spent. It got me, it got me through high school. But back to my point with AI, it, it's just, if you're in high school right now and listen, high school's a fucking, high school doesn't mean shit unless you truly want to be a doctor, you truly want to be an engineer, anything STEM. If you truly want to do anything STEM, High school is you. High school is your time to build your foundation and make that happen. But if you're just kind of unsure, you know, you're kind of like me, you're like, yeah, I'm going to be a pilot or I'll go get a business degree or a communications degree or I'm, I'm just not floating through life, but you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure out. And I give credit to these really smart folk who knew at 15 that they wanted to be an electrical engineer. They wanted to be a government NSA agent. I give you guys full credit because I just, I was never that kind of person. I really don't know where I was going with this, but I know it had to do with AI and cheating in school. There we are. We're back on point. So yeah, dude, if you're in, write me a five paragraph book report on the Spanish American war, write me a five paragraph book report on 
the fucking series of unfortunate events. Write me a five paragraph book report on the catcher and the rye. You have your fucking options with AI. And those, I mean, it's a scary world, guys. You see, and I've talked about this in the past, waiters are gone. Not gone, but they could be gone because they have robot waiters. IHOP or Denny's, one of the breakfast joints, was already trying it out. And it's already being implemented, especially on the West Coast where these tech hubs are. You saw the robot dogs, droid dogs. What the fuck is that? I saw another video of that from someone. I believe they're in San Francisco heavily. Droid dogs running around with sentry guns on them. Are you kidding me? We're in the future, everyone. Welcome to the future. It hit fast. 2015, 2016. You know, we thought we were high level with our iPhone 6s, our iPhone 6 Plus. It's fucking wake up call now, guys. We got droid dogs and we're here. We got totally off topic tonight on the Bayside Report. I didn't plan on talking about any of this shit, but that's the spirit of improv, baby. Thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Just a quick solo rant. It was everything we wanted it to be. But it's Friday night. Go out with your fucking gang, your squad. Have a few drinks. Don't have a few drinks. I don't care. Smoke a joint. Don't smoke a joint. Whatever you want to do, it's truly up to you. The world's your fucking oyster. Make it happen. We'll see you in a few days. We're going to have... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck it. Cut the music for a minute. Cut the music for a minute. Promo. Promo time. So... The faithful listeners of the Bayside Report, you're in for a true treat in the next few weeks. We're going to have... No, fuck it. You know what? Bring the music back. Bring the music back. Bring the music back. We're going to be reading my senior project. This was my high school senior project. It was required to graduate. I'm sure some of you might be familiar with that term. It is called Avionics, a memoir by Garrett Bellich. It is not a memoir. It is not a memoir, but this is a book I wrote, an eight-chapter book I wrote for my senior project. It is pretty much a mix of flight with Denzel Washington and the Wolf of Wall Street because I was reading the Wolf of Wall Street at the time and I was inspired by the movie Flight by Denzel Washington at the time. So it is a mix. It is vulgar. It is dirty. I don't know how I didn't get expelled by writing this book, let alone a B plus. Thank you everyone for listening to the Bayside Report. A lot more in store. We're going to start our three or four part episode series of Avionics, a memoir by Garrett Bellich. Have a good weekend. April's upon us. Godspeed, and we'll talk to you soon.